Hello, and welcome to the podcast, A Voice for the Hurting. This is season three, a season dedicated entirely to stories of how God is faithful through the roughest times in our lives. I truly believe that we can gain in faith and hope through other people's stories and testimonies. So pull up a chair, listen closely, and be encouraged by today's story. Today, it is my pleasure to introduce Keisha Gilchrist, who is an author and a speaker, and she's here today to talk to us about her story about how God was faithful in her life. Hello, Keisha. Hello, Lori. Great to meet with you today. Wonderful to meet you today. So can you tell us about your daughter? Sure, I can. Oh, wow. Uh, <laughs> it's hard. My, uh, my, my middle child, I have a, first of all, I'm, I am a mom of three children. I have a son and two daughters. Uh, my middle daughter, uh, in November of 2020, transitioned to be with the Lord. Um, and as you can imagine, it changed my life in ways that I could not have forecasted at the time um, because it was very sudden. And just, and during the pandemic, we was at that time, you know, uh, in, in this country, the pandemic was, was yeah, everything was shut down. Um, things that had recent th- things that season had started to to open up, but it was still very shut. So at the time of my daughter's death, I was homeschooling two kids and yes. trying to provide a sense of normalcy. And then I had to deal with the death. And um, I would not want anyone to go through what I went through. I would say that any type of death is always going to to be harshest. And I. In, I'm very blessed, I would say, that I have a, a, a relationship with the Lord, number one. Um, I know who my father is. If I know nothing else, even through the midst of extreme pain, if I knew nothing else, I have a relationship with God and he loves me and takes care of me. And two, I have a church family who were there for me and prayed with me and provided, especially in those very early days, um, right after my daughter passed away. Um, but it was still very much a very strange world at the time. And yeah. dealing with, uh, no parent wants to deal with a child's death, but dealing with a child's death when you're, you, you get told things like everything at the hospital is backed up because of all the other deaths. Yeah. And so even caring for your daughter's body, um, takes longer, um, days longer, weeks longer. Um, transferring a body <laughs> took longer. Uh, so normal things that you would think would, would happen like one right after the other didn't. And that kind of added to the pain and a disappointment of losing my child. There was this huge amount of just confusion that just sat there. And there was there was no way to get rid of it. We were in the pandemic, so if right. they, you know, uh, if I go back to the very night that 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 my daughter died, um, when we came back home, I remember feeling just just it was surreal. It was surreal. I sat in my living room, and I, and I thought, um, first of all, this is this cannot be happening, and um, but it was, and right away. As a grieving mom, uh, people are calling me and saying, well, you know, what, what would you like to have? What, what would you like to do? And I wanted to answer, well, I don't know. 
I did not expect my 17 year old to die. So I don't know. I never thought, well, how would I want her home going to be? Right. What I want to speak or what will I do if, if it takes a week or two um, for, uh, for the body to even be processed from the morgue to be able to, if they don't, if because of the backup, what, what, what will I tell people about when they will be able to go to a funeral because it's up in the air as to when a funeral home would even get the body. These were like really, really hard moments. It it just extremely hard, hard moments. And uh, I held on with the Lord, held on the Lord's hand through all of it. And um, I'm able to sit here today. Yes. Praise the Lord. I, I see that uh, I see that he was with me through it, but I almost don't even have anything to compare it to. There's death and then there's death with strange things. And anybody who lost a uh, child or a parent or a spouse or anybody during that time had to deal with their regular grief on top of extra confusion, on top of hurt. Yes. Um. So it's it was like it was like grief, um, grief squared in some ways. Yes, yeah. I couldn't even little things um, like uh, having some friends who uh, were okay with coming through, some who would only stand outside the front door because remember we weren't supposed to gather, right? So or would come to the front door but not hug me, and I'm not saying that to say that uh, my friends or my loved ones were horrible people. Just, you know, if we flash back and remember that time, people yes. were scared. Yes. And that is had to have been such an increase in isolation for you. Absolutely. Because, you got it. Yeah. Yeah. I, and because I know just in not having gone through that, that whole time frame was one of the most isolating times in my life. Yeah. And, and I didn't have a huge thing to grieve, you know, and alone. Yeah. Yeah. I had my, my, uh, my core team, as I call them, my family, mom, so my daughter, my son uh, came home right away. Obviously he was, uh, and he was in during his last year of college at the time. And he, uh, he came back to the house. My husband, we've been married for uh, at that time for 23 years right now. We've been married 25 years. Praise the Lord. Um, and uh, have a very great relationship. I'm very blessed to have that. So it's blessed to have my son who was very mature and helpful at the time. And my husband, whose arms I don't think ever stopped holding me. And my daughter, who I felt, and I still do, I think I felt sadder for her than I did for me. She always had her sister there. Yeah. She didn't know life without her sister. Yeah. And I thought she's... I just didn't want this for her. I didn't want her to have to have to deal with walking through her junior high years, her high school years, going into college with um, the confusion of the pandemic and the grief of suddenly losing her sister in the midst of it. But it, it was the, um, what God allowed first, and He He is sovereign. Yes, I understand yes. it, and. I realize that he, and it's very, very true, or at least that's how I feel as a person of faith, that um, God really does know every every day that we're allowed on this earth. You know, I did not know 
when my child would be taken. Yeah. But there's no surprises with our God. Amen. Um, so it was a tough time. And it still continues to be tough. But knowing and holding on to his very clear, very clear scriptures, that was, you know, the life raft for me was yeah. understanding that God is the same. He does not change. And that his word is true. And if he said he'd be a refuge, he'd be my refuge. So I held on to all the scriptures that talked about him being a refuge, that talked about him being peace, being comfort. Um, even the scriptures that talked about Jesus's pain himself. Um, Jesus, when he lost his cousin, John the Baptist. Jesus dealing with um, friends who lost their brother and dealing with um, Mary and Martha and Lazarus. And Jesus had pain. Jesus you know, took all of our pains and all of our sorrows on the cross with him, but he had pain. He yes. had, I mean, when I think about um, the story of John the Baptist, which I read, you know, during the time, I'm like, this was God's guy right there, just doing what he was supposed to do. And the scandal that disrupted his life was horrific, but it was allowed. Yes. And it caused Jesus to lose his cousin, but it was allowed. And yes. Jesus felt that pain and knowing that I could relate my pain and know that, you know, my, my Lord felt pain too. And he understood. And um, he has these, he's wonderful. He had wonderful words for us to comfort us during those times. So when I was heavy, it felt horrific. Um, I held on to him really harder than I ever did any other time in my life. So I think what I would probably want to share the most with sharing this testimony yes. is that it could be a, a child's death or it could be a parent's death or, the, or uh, a spouse's death, a friend, close friend. But when you take all of that pain and say, I'm going to rest all of this pain and all of who I am in you, Lord. And to get through the rest of this life, I'm going to have to have an intimacy with you, Father, that is so much greater and deeper and richer than it ever was before. When you do that, it changes the rest of the trajectory of your life. And that's what it did with me, but not right away. So I'll skip back. <laughs> yes. I do want to say that. I do want to yes. say I want to be truthful because um, I wasn't ready for my child to die. And um, so we had a pandemic memorial where my child's body was not at the memorial because of a hard fact it could not be moved, processed in the hospital in time to be at a memorial or at anything because there was just nothing that you could do the hospital would call you pandemic funeral by the time I mean, it was weeks later by the time her body was able to be viewed um, pandemic funeral was in a teeny little funeral home in, in Philadelphia where everything was roped off and we were told, okay, only four or five people can be actually in the room at the time. And uh, I felt like I was in this place of having to deal with, with uh, restrictions more than, more than being comforted by other people. It was, a, yeah. well, we don't or have this and we don't being have that. able to grieve. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. You have all yeah. these decisions and things to deal with, and different, mm -hmm. like, and again, everything different because of the the virus. 
everything different and they did not want anything to break, you know, anybody to get sick, get COVID because they had gone to a funeral and sat there. And, and I remember thinking to myself, okay, I'm, um, I'm obedient to rules. You know, I'm God's girl. I'm obedient to rules, but it was incredibly hurtful. Yeah. Incredibly. And you know what goes on when, when people die. Yeah. At some point the flowers stop. And the cards stop and people go back into their regular lives as they should. And I was, there there was never a day that passed that I wasn't in my Bible practice. I think like five, six times a a day, every day, just going through scripture. But I still got to a point where when I just, I just felt so, so heavy, horrifically heavy. Because maybe about two months after she passed or close to that. And I remember kneeling on my on my bench in front of my bed and saying, okay, Lord, I don't know if I want to go on, but I tell you what, if I have to carry this horror and the confusion and the pain and everything else, if there's nothing else that you want me to do for you on this earth, then Lord, just when I go to sleep, do not wake me up. Just, just let me go home but it's your call. Lord, it's not mine. It's your call. And I remember getting up and just putting myself to bed and saying, okay, well, God answers prayer. And if there's nothing else for me, he'll take me home. And I want to deal with the heaviness and the burden. But um, because I'm I'm sitting here talking to you. Yes. Lori, right? So, you know, he... um, he said no <laughs> no he wasn't ready he yes. wasn't it wasn't, he wasn't time. done with you <laughs> yeah wasn't time yeah so uh how I long, think that was a turning point go ahead I was just gonna ask how long did it take you to I guess accept that he had more for you believe it or not it was actually kind of instantaneous yeah. I woke up the next morning and the sun was shining through my window blinds. I remember sliding right out of bed and saying, okay, well, you've answered. You've answered. Yeah. So I'm here. I'm here for as long as you need me to be. And I will have to do the faith walk of trusting that you will care for me day by day and you will provide for me day by day. I have to just... That has to be a stronger, I have to trust you more. Radical trust, radical trust. I'd never been in that space before in my life. But my daughter's death forced me to be into that spot where now my faith walk has to be real. And I had to exhibit being a person of faith for my, my children, for my son, for my daughter. Um, who still needed me to be mom for my husband, who still needed me to be his wife. He's a wonderful guy. I know I haven't been saying much to him. Wonderful, (laughs) wonderful, wonderful, peaceful. I would never want to go through, none of us want to go through tragedy. None of us want to go through hurt. But the truth of the matter is, you know, we all know that we were told this life is going to have trials and tribulations. It's going to have pain in it. But we have a God that's with us will be with us and never leave us throughout it. Amen. And I had to hold on to that. So it's instantaneous. I got up 
And I was like, okay, you've answered. I'm here. And um, I've got some work to do internally and mentally. Um, so uh, one of my dear friends sent me information for a church group that I could go to. And some sort of right now, I'm like, I'm doing kind of like a brain thing where I'm not holding on to it. But it was a grief, a grief share. Thank you. Grief, <laughs> thank you, Lord. Grief share. <laughs> and I met people <laughs> who were going through all different types of, of grief and sometimes double grieving, having grieving two losses during the same time period. And um, I think being with my brothers and sisters and understanding that we all go through um, things that we did not want and understanding that they, I can pray for them. They're grieving. They're praying for me. I'm grieving. Another dear friend of mine, she sent me uh, information for a group called Mending Hearts, which I still interact with like every other week. Um, that's just for grieving moms. That's wonderful. Grieving. Yeah. Grieving Christian moms. And yes, I want to shout out for anybody who's hearing this mending hearts. They are on Facebook. They are on, they do have a website for grieving moms, because if anybody hears this and they need that, it is a Christian group and, um, absolutely wonderful, right? They filled every gap for when I felt like maybe I didn't have enough people in my natural family who were able to walk through the grief and pain with me. Yes. God provided through that group. That's when wonderful. I first needed, yeah. When I first needed to have people talk with me through through this grief share, he provided. And we all know his promise is not to shield us from everything bad, but his promise is to provide. And can I say unequivocally that he did? Absolutely. He did provide. Did he take away? You know, my daughter, he didn't bring my daughter back. Um, but he did provide. He is still providing to this day. So if anybody's feeling like they're they're hurting and it, the, the pain is just excruciating, I'd say that the answer is leaning completely, radically trusting, radically taking to heart all of those, those scriptures. I do want to share a scripture. Yes. Um, I'd love Matthew. it. Matthew. Oh yeah. This was, <laughs> a good, this was a big one for me. Um, especially in that first month, um, Jesus said, come to me, all you who are weary and heavy and carry heavy burdens. And I will give you rest take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you because I am humble and gentle heart and you will find rest for your souls where my yoke is easy to bear and the burden I give you is light. Matthew Amen. 11, 28 to, to 30. Yeah, he wasn't kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. Um, if let's you back, if, can um, reach, go ahead, Lloyd. Uh -huh. I was just going to say, let's back up for a second. And sure. talk about, um, just because you brought up the fact that sometimes we have people that are surrounding us and stuff like that. And, and as they're, lives go on and you're still dealing with that grief we don't always feel like we've got someone else there no. is there anything else that you that comforted you uh so having that facebook group is wonderful and i'll probably actually put the link in the description when i uh, <laughs> oh that'd be great yes yeah, so that way people I'll... can find it easily yeah. but do you have any advice for people who who feel like they're more alone at this point in their grieving i would say okay number Number one, and uh, I'm still going through this. 
ask the Lord to help you practice radical forgiveness. Um, because we all, if we're all surrounding by folks and we still feel lonely, sometimes, um, and I actually had a counselor share this with me. Sometimes um, the people who are around us just simply were not given the tools that they need to be able to deal with someone who's going through extreme grief. Yes. So ask God, please help your heart to forgive instantaneously for the instantly for the people who cannot do not have the the tools to help you go through the grief. Such a good point. Love toward them. Yeah, you have to. You had otherwise, it will start to set up a feeling of bitterness inside your heart and really it's anybody who goes on with their lives it's kind of what happens if you start to feel blue or down and lonely ask God for to help you forgive and ask God to start to guide you toward the resources and the groups and the people that you do need who will help you during that time yes and watch him stand back and watch him provide because he will he will absolutely He absolutely will do that. Yeah. So as far as the, um, like, so it's been two years since she's come. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Do you feel like, cause they, they talk about the five stages of grief. Do you feel like Mm -hmm. you went through all of those or how did that experience happen for you? That's a good question. Um, I feel like I looped through them. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Every uh, every season or so, I I loop through them, and uh, there. What I've learned is that there's different levels. Um, I I can feel like I'm through anger and can get angry all over again. Um, I think that every parent who's ever suddenly lost a child goes through the anger called "Why me? Yes. Why was I chosen to carry this particular burden?" Like you'll look around sometimes and feel like, okay, I would have taken any other burden. Like, it, you know, you think you will, as you say, I, I will, I'll take a job loss. I'll take a having to suddenly move. Uh, I'll take a, you know, I'll take a house fire. Just not this. Right. And, and all of us, we all feel that way. Yes. I, I have a great spouse. I have a, I have a, uh, a spouse who's with me, who's been with me the whole time, but I actually, I do have sisters in Christ who lost their spouses. Yes. And they can feel like, well, how come I didn't get to go into retirement years with my spouse, but you got to keep yours. Right. We don't know why we're handed or allowed to have what we have. Only thing we really know is that we're all going to get some trouble. It was told, we were told. That's all we know. And we can try to be more family and more have more of a sense of being a brother or sister to one another and and try to be sensitive to the grief and the and the pain that others are feeling through different areas. Um, if anything, it's in a lot of ways, my loss of my daughter has helped me to become more sensitive to the losses in other people's lives. And now if I hear someone in my church has lost someone, I'm probably first person to, to say something or send a card or give a hug or, or something, um, something is that, you know, 
I know what it felt like to not be able to get a hug. I know what it felt like to have people I've gone to church with for years, not even acknowledge that my daughter passed away. That's not a bitterness thing. That's just very truthfully what happened. Yes. Yeah. And it happens and it can happen with, with all of us, but I'm just like, okay, Lord, make me a stronger sister in Christ. Make me a stronger family member. Make me a more sensitive family member that if somebody's breaking down and, and, and can't cope, that I would be there for my family members because that's what we are in this kingdom. Yes. We're called to be that. Yeah, we're called to, to evangelize the lost and, you know, seeking a servant. All that's true, but there's, there's a big part of, of who we are that is also very much, we're supposed to be here for one another. Yes, amen. So what do you think we can do better as a general whole? I'm sure it's different for every situation, mm-hmm. but what can we as Christians do better to support and love one another when they're going through grief? Number one thing is show up. Yeah. Even if you think you don't know the person very well, they will be ecstatic that you cared enough for them. Like I said, particularly as a, as a, as a member of the body of Christ, they will be ecstatic. Even if you say, they're not going to not come back and trust me. You matter. You matter. And when I I show up, I mean, literally show up, be standing outside the door. Yeah. You know, cause you know, texts are wonderful. Direct messages are wonderful. Not begrudging them, but showing up, nothing shows the love of God more than that. Even if it's, even if it was during the pandemic, or even if we go through something like that again, even just saying a wave that we love you. And number two, say, always say, I love you. And God loves you. Yes. So much. Honestly, there's not much more that needs to be done other than that. There really isn't. That alone reinforces that God is there. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. What would you say from a a mother's perspective that moms can do for their children that are also grieving? Wow, that's a good question. I'd say continue to love on them, but love on them daily, but gently. Yeah. I went through this period with my youngest where I think I was in her face a little too much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And are you okay? Are you okay? Do it. Would you like anything? <laughs> no. Um, one of the things that I did learn is that younger kids are a little bit more resilient when you're, I'm not quite sure I would say all kids are different, but my my daughter was able to, and her brother were both very able to accept that their sister had gone to be with the Lord. Um, they had been raised in the faith. They know the Lord. They've all been baptized. So if it was easier for them, um, but I say, you know, just secular or non secular, gentle love, gentle yeah. checking. Um, gentle hugs and and some and quelling fears and realizing listen you know bad things happen but you don't need to fear the world you don't need to fear or have you know uh, really anxious fears making you feel like all of a sudden you're going to be sick and you're going to pass away you don't need to grasp onto that you can trust that you're going to be able to live your life. Yes, bad things happen, but for the most part, take it day by day and, and understand it. 
you're here now and, and you're, you're okay. And don't, don't start feeling anxious about, um, about what may happen to you. Just understand God loves you. We love you. Yeah. I'm sure that's a real fear. That oh yeah. Come into your minds, right. Cause if it happened to her, yeah. Then, yeah. Absolutely. Like fears can really just blind us. Sometimes. Oh yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Yeah. I, as a mom, as a lost a child, yes. Oh, absolutely. Um, I learned this from from other parents who also shared with with me. Um, we can we can start to feel a lot more anxiety um, surrounding our our other kids. Yeah, you start to feel like they're um, what's going to happen to them. And so I felt I'll share something. It's kind of funny now, but at the, excuse me at the time. I don't know why I was doing it. It was just like coming from a place that I didn't understand. Every time we all got in the car together and my, even my husband would start driving. Everything I said was like, be careful, be careful, yeah. uh, be careful. And yeah. to the point where he was like, okay, we've got to talk about this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I didn't know where it was coming from, Lori. I didn't. It, it was just this thing. And I was like, be careful. And then I, later on, I realized it's just, that part of me that does not want anything hap- to happen to my loved ones. Yes. Uh, yeah. It just, you know, drive safe, wear your seatbelt. Yes. <laughs> my son is almost. like, don't drive in rainstorms. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just yeah. 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 Almost yeah. like a PTSD response. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Exactly that. Exactly. Yes. Was exact. I didn't realize that I, I have since stopped doing it, but it, in that first year, everything yeah. was be careful, be careful because I was, you know, Every where everything and everywhere my kids went, I was like, text me when you get there. You know, call. I haven't heard from you, and from my son, it was like, I haven't heard from you in a day. How are you doing? And, you know, making sure you're, you're, are you not depressed? Are you? Or if you're depressed, make sure you you're you're checking with us. I know you feel still grieving, and he grieved hard. He 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 loved his sister, and he grieved hard, but um, he was like. No, you know, uh, he, I told him my story. He said, no, I'm just like you. I know that God has me here and I'm here and, you know, we're, we're here. We're, we're, yeah. we're grieving and we've, and we've lost um, someone who was very, very dear to, to us. Um, but we're, we're, we're still here and we're going to hold on to one another. And that's what we've been doing ever since then. Amen. Amen. So clearly like you God was just there for you through every step, wasn't he? Every step. And still is. Yeah. And still is every single day. The fact that I even get to have such a wonderful conversation with you and yes. get to tell this story and get to share some scripture, um, yes. scripture that helped me. Um, and uh, I, all of that is a blessing, a great blessing, you know, and I still, so, I still write. I still get a chance to write. Yes. Yeah. Um, I was actually just going to ask about your book then. Uh, Can you tell us a little bit about that? Well, I have a few, I have a few books actually in the middle of my, I'm a, I'm a novelist. So in the middle, when my daughter passed away, um, I was actually in the middle of writing my first Christmas romance because I like to write fun stuff. Yeah. Um, And uh, I was literally right in the middle of that book and she passed away. Um, so that was called a Christmas kiss. That's I did since finish that. That is not uh yet available. <laughs> it's actually currently <laughs> being edited, but the Lord did bless me to 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 finish it. Yes. I think I have five books on the market right now. 
broken together, holding on dick chicks. Uh, it's kind of fun when engaged and let me love you, which is a little novella. Yeah. Um, I have not, I think, gotten to the point, we are grown to the point yet where I can take uh, the issue of a sudden death and weave it into a plot line. I said, God has grown me a lot, but not quite there yet. Yeah. Do you think <laughs> that that's something you want to do in the future? Oh, absolutely. I don't know if it'll be exactly, because I don't believe in fictionalizing what has happened in real life, but I'll tell you what I would do. The journey of getting getting through grief and walking and in love and peace with the Lord while being, while grieving, while yeah. actually in the middle of grief, that that theme, I think I would definitely use. I just probably would not detail the same situation. Yeah. But the theme of grief is so, we all experience it. Yeah, it's universal. Some way. It's yes. universal. It's universal. So that, yeah, I would, I would explore that. I would explore that definitely. Yeah. Yeah. And grief and healing are so unique to all of us. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, but... I don't know. I feel like God brings us through this beautiful journey. Yeah. You know, and, and each of us are, are different um, in exploring that and, you know, sharing our healing with others and sharing what he's done and how he's comforted us. But it's so beautiful to hear how he's done that for you. And yeah. he's yeah. a great God. He's an awesome God. So wonderful. Um, I, I heard this story. I do want to share this because, and I didn't see this until maybe like two months ago, but ever since I've seen it, I was like, you know, that I should write that on the walls of my office. That's just an amazing thing. I'll tell you this story. I, and I read it on like an online blog somewhere. And I, you can stop me if you've heard this before. It's the story of the, um, the lollipops and the lollipop and the rock. Have you heard no, this? No, I don't think I okay. have. No. A father his two daughters set off to go walking down the road and um, he gives them both lollipops to enjoy on their walk. But he also puts a pebble in, in their shoes. So okay. they go along the walk. They're walking along, enjoying one another, but they get the pain of the pebble right inside of their shoes and they're walking. They come back. And the first thing that they tell their father is how much, how they were uncomfortable and how much pain they had by stepping on the pebble in their shoes and it was awful. It was horrible. And then that was all big. And then they go off and, you know, go play together. And the father turns and he says, huh, it's really interesting. They came back and at once did they talk about the lollipops, right? Something about that story just stuck with me because yeah. I do not want my daughter's death. And she had a wonderful life and she was a wonderful person. And I'm looking forward to seeing her again when everything is all over. Yes, and glory. I want, I don't want her death to be like that pebble. Yeah. Where all I concentrate on is the worst thing that happened. And I don't turn to my Heavenly Father yes. and thank him for what a lollipop. That is absolutely beautiful. <laughs> Well, and, and that's the thing too. And that makes me think of is like mm -hmm. her death was tragic, but it yeah. doesn't overshadow how beautiful her life was. No, it does not. It does yeah. not. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah, her life was beautiful. And she was a great daughter. I loved her so much. I haven't I haven't said her name, but um it was Jordan. And yeah. I love Jordan. Jordan was my baby. I still love Jordan. Uh she's my baby. And uh she's like all people. She was a complex person. So she wasn't, you know, great all the time. She was a teenager. She could get on my nerves at time, <laughs> time and everything. Yeah. But I adored so many moments with her throughout her life that I want to look, I want to look at that and I want to praise God for those lollipop moments. Yes. Amen. And I don't want the tragedy to overshadow that I got to spend 17 years with her. Yes. I would have loved to have been more, but everything is in God's hands and he determines it. Um, I've had friends who tragically have not even experienced a full year with the child. Yes. Now they would be looking at me like, you've got to have all that time. Yeah. And again, thank God for that time. Yes. Yeah. I'm going to thank God for that time. Yeah. Thankfulness. That's another thing. Gratitude it's helps you. out a lot. Yes. Yes. Cause we do grief. have a lot, even through grief. Yes. Even through grief. Yeah. Anything else that you would like to share about this story? Um, well, I, I just want to put us just a special word out there for parents who are grieving. God loves you. He sees you. He hears you. And you uh, probably shed a tear every day. I know I do for your child. And you want it more you wanted things to work out um, the way you would see fit, but God allowed something different. First of all, understand that God has not forgotten you. Even if you feel lonely or if you feel confused, he hasn't forgotten you. If you feel angry at God, it's natural and he can take your anger. You can go to him and say, you know, Lord, this sucks. Why me? I don't like this. I loved my kid. Um, some people don't like their kids, but I love mine. And now he or she is gone. You know, why, what, how go ahead, be close. Those words, no matter how harsh they may sound to your ears, will draw you closer to the father because you're being honest with him. Yes. You're a human being. You're allowed to do that. And then he'll let you get through it and we'll hear you just like in the book of Job. Yes. You know, there's no answer. You don't have any answers. You can't, you can't, you can see through your, your eyes, but you don't know what gives sight. Only God knows that. Yes. You, know, you can, you can decide to walk, but you don't know what actually makes you, how the, the thoughts get from your head to your feet to make you walk. I mean, the father knows that that's how great he is. Yes. So even though there's a limit, even though there's a grief, go to him with every bit of honesty, even if it sounds harsh. And yes. just and keep giving it to him every day until you you work through it and you understand it. Through the, the bad and the good, he is still the Lord. Yes. Amen. He's still the Lord. Yeah. I'm glad you brought that up because I that's something that he's shown me as well as mm-hmm. his shoulders are big enough. His shoulders are big hard. enough. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And he understands if we're angry. Yeah, he knows. He knows our frustration, our hearts ache. 
um, because of any type of grief. Yes. Um, but he, he made us complex. He made us in his image and he can take anything that we have to say. That's right. We can rest it on him, trust him enough to build that relationship that, that, um, yeah, he, he's with us during the, during the bad and during the good. There's going to be some good times too. I want to share that. There's some good, we've gone on vacation since, since my daughter has, has passed. We've gone, we visited other countries since my daughter has passed away. And I got to do fun stuff like go walk through a rainforest and uh, bathe in a, 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 a hot mud underneath the volcano. Yeah. I've got to, to experience looking at God's nature um, and still, and thank him for it. Thank you, Lord. That I got to see all of that. I've done that since. There've been good times since. Yeah. I get to talk and on a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> this is a good thing. He's yes. providing this in real time. That's Praise right. the Lord. Amen. Still experiencing good things. That's so right. grieving people expect that good things can and will happen. Yes. After, after the pain. Amen. After the hurt. Amen. All right. Can you tell my audience where to find you? Yes, I can. So, okay. First, I'm going to do a, a little bit of an explanation. <laughs> so uh, I'm enjoying, I am speaking as a sister in Christ on this podcast. So, uh, so uh, Lori is introducing me. I'm Keisha Gilchrist Brooms. Uh, my friends and family call me Keisha. My mom calls me Lavinia, which I love. Love that she calls me that. Hey, mom. And uh, my birth name is Gilchrist, which means helper of the Lord. And my married name is Brooms. All of that is extremely long to put on the spine of a book. <laughs> I am a novelist. So if you look at, look for me uh, on Amazon, or if you go to my website, um, my noveling name is K.L. Gilchrist. And you can find me at www.klgilchrist, so I like G-I-L, Christ.com. Um, and I have books there and I have a blog there. A couple of my blogs, I'm actually talking about the death of my daughter and how, it, you know, the and the lessons I learned afterward. And uh, I have funny little anecdotes because I like to have fun as well. Yeah. Wonderful. 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 Well, thank you so very much for coming in here and talking with me. Thank you. Oh, I just, it was wonderful to hear your story. I know it's going to bless a lot of people. Yeah, I hope, I really hope it does. I'm going to share those links. Yes. So you can share them with your listeners or for yes. you share and for mending hearts. Yes. Wonderful. Yes. I'll put them all in the description. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to A Voice for the Hurting. You can find information on today's guest in the description below, plus links to follow A Voice for the Hurting on Facebook and Instagram. Join us next week for more inspiring stories to strengthen you on your journey. If you are a Christian who has been through a divorce, Stay tuned for our next season, Christians Healing After Divorce, starting in January of 2023.